Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So, what do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to the Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Alongside with me is my co-host, the girl who puts booty in bootylicious. Oh, Jesus. Shay Kilmer. (laughs) Hello, my romantics, erratics, and curious people. If you love the show as much as Joni loves Chachi, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others we'll mention at the end of the show. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. All right. So first off, I want to start off by giving a little shout out to uh, one of our listeners. Uh, She's been following us quite a bit on social media. I've been friends with her on social media and in real life for a while. And she's loves the show. She blasts it out every episode and she's particularly a fan of you, Shay. I, she just likes your strength and feistiness. And I think spunk. Yes. And I think (laughs) she actually likes you more than she likes me, which I mean, not surprising, which isn't fair because I know her and you don't. (laughs) It's not my fault. I'm awesome. So thanks, Maddie. I appreciate it. Shout out. Whoop, whoop. Um, so today we have a little fun topic. Are you ready for this, Sean? <laughs> I was born ready. Okay. Anyways, so today we're going to be talking about the people who say they are nice guys and the people who actually are. At least that's going to be Shay's take on it. I'm going to talk a little bit about the ones who are too nice. Uh-oh. You know, those those guys that fall into that old cliche, do nice guys finish last? And my thesis, obviously, is yes, they do. <laughs> So the the quote unquote nice guys are pretty easy to detect, I would say. They always act super nice, but in reality, they're just complete assholes. Oh, so you're talking about the guys who believe that a girl is looking for a nice guy. And so he does the wolf in sheep's clothing thing where he's like, OK, I can pretend to be a nice guy. To- I don't I think they honestly believe deep down in their soul that they're nice guys like i think that they have (laughs) like tricked their brains to thinking they're nice guys oh so they they really believe there's something that they're not yeah and i think it's because they're like oh i'll give her a great future blah 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 or something just because they don't want to just fuck they think that they're the best guy out there but there's a whole bunch of different red flags as you would say in regards to these Quote, unquote, nice guys. All right. Well, what are some of the red flags? So a couple of them that I would say would first, they are normally the ones that after you already reject them, they still try to pop in. 
here and there. It'd be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Long time no talk. <laughs> so just when you think they're gone. Yes. Yeah, they... they Oy. It's like this line from The Godfather. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. That was and my no, best Al Pacino imitation. And like a lot of these guys, I've realized, are the guys that say they're your friend. Hmm. Quote, unquote, again. Um, so they'll pretend to be your friend. They'll normally compliment you a lot. But they're the ones that when you start dating someone, they always complain about you dating that person. And, oh, why would you choose him? And honestly, those guys that just want to be with you and don't care about your feelings for someone else or the fact that you don't like them, mm -hmm. those aren't your friends. Right. Like they just want you for one reason. And just because it's not just to fuck and they want to actually date you doesn't mean that they're your friend. Those are just guys that want something from you. So then you're saying that that one thing that they want from you is the sex and they don't think you'd be down with that if they just said, hey, I only like you for sex. So they pretend to be something they're not or they present a, a certain side of them that isn't genuine just to convince you that that's who they are I think to get sex that way. It's almost like a manipulative they, way to get sex. I think it's they also may want to date you because they may like you. That's a th like, it's not just sex. Like these aren't just players. These are guys that actually might want to date you, but because mm -hmm. you're not interested, they get all pissy pants. Oh, okay. All right. And a lot of them, like I said before, they complain when you do date someone, but they like to complain about everything I've noticed. Like, Ooh, like what? Like whether or not you give them a chance or they'll complain about the weather or if you do go out on a date or something with them and like, okay, we'll try it one time, see how it goes. Then they'll complain about the food, <laughs> literally anything and everything they like to complain about. So they're just inherent complainers, negative people. Ugh. It has nothing to do with so the, the dating. The it could be about anything. Yeah. They like to take like the light and just throw it away and put darkness everywhere. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't stand negative people that ugh, way. It's rough. It's it's just like soul sucking. I can't do it. Do you do you find that you have been exposed or attracted to those kind of guys? Um, not necessarily. No, I had like a date once that um was just a random online date, and he was complaining about everything, and I was like, no way in hell I would ever go out with him. He was like from Italy or something, and complained that i was like well what kind of food do you like he's like well i like italian food and it's just like oh okay well we don't we're in naperville so we don't really have straight up italian food well there's your problem those italians are always so negative i he, don't know i just he made literally that part complained up. about every single aspect he's like oh these noodles are too thick and oh if we were in italy blah 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 and i'm just like oh my god he complained about the espresso he goes this isn't the worst thing i had tonight but it's still not good <laughs> like, why would anybody be attracted to that kind of negative energy ever? So I'm not sure then that you are having a beef with these guys that are pretending to be nice. It sounds like it's more just negative guys that they they don't see themselves as being negative. They just see themselves as being themselves in a way. Well, it's those, those they don't guys. have social awareness. They don't have they don't know the do's and don'ts when you're on a date it's not just that though like these guys claim to be nice guys but then like as soon as you're like oh no i'm sorry i'm not interested 
or I only see you as a friend, they turn on you. They're like, oh, well, you're a fucking bitch. You're <laughs> fucking stuck up. And it's like if someone's insulting you just because you don't see him in that way. Yeah. A, it's not your fault that you don't have those feelings for them. Right. So B, they shouldn't be taking it out on you that they're hurt because you don't want them. Right. Well, I could give you the scientific explanation of what's going on in their brains that cause them to do that. It's because they don't feel special. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly what it's it rejection. is. Rejection. That's what it is, is these types of guys can't handle rejection very well. It Obviously. has nothing to do with just rejection in general because there are alpha men, very secure men that, you know, nobody likes being rejected, but they handle it fine. They're like, okay, well, it just didn't work out. Next. You know, whereas these guys who are like too nice of guys, they don't handle rejection very well at all. And so what they do is they bottle it up and then they kind of explode on a girl when she finally does reject him and they can lash out calling you bitches or users like you used me. I took you out to dinner and all this kind of stuff. Or they try to guilt trip you. Yeah. That I was nothing but nice to you and you treat me this way. Ladies, they, don't let any man guilt trip you into another fucking date. That's childish as shit. Right. Those guys who are too nice, they're the ones who end up doing that because they but think... But that's not being nice. That's no, no. being manipulative. Like, sure. These guys are not actually nice guys, guys. Those, well, those guys aren't intentionally manipulative. They think the way to get a girl is to kind of... It's almost like a barter. Like, there's a certain way I need to treat a girl. Like, I have to buy her flowers all the time, and I have to take her out to dinner and pay and, and give her all this attention and open her doors for her. And they, instead of them seeing any of that as gentlemanly, they see that as what it takes to get a girl. And so in exchange for doing that stuff, they expect you to have affection for them. And when it doesn't turn out that way, they're like, I, I upheld my end of the bargain. You're not upholding yours. And they get frustrated and then they lash out at you. So it's a, a person who can't handle rejection is a sign of insecurity. Rejection happens to everybody. It's how you deal with it is, is the difference. And I don't know if you guys have ever learned this yet but just because you buy a girl dinner or you take her somewhere nice or get her flowers that does not mean she likes you specifically that does not mean she owes you shit she doesn't owe you anything so keep that in mind when you're taking <laughs> all these girls out or that one special girl just because you do that doesn't mean she a likes you or b wants anything to do with you she could just want a free meal so keep that on the back of your mind. That's true. And there's a name for that. You Have you heard... Obviously, everybody's heard of booty calls. There's a new term for a person like that. It's called foodie call. That's Girls genius. who goes out with guys just to get the I free meals. I may have a friend like that, and I love her to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a future episode, Woo! but... I wish all you listeners out there can see Shay right now, how passionate she is about talking about this. She has a pen in her hand, and as she's talking, she's pointing in midair with the I pen. I am pointing. Like, it's very... Almost like she has a, a certain guy's face in mind that she is <laughs> yelling at right now. No, no. It's just super frustrating, because I hear all of, like a few of my friends that are still in the dating scene where they're constantly going on all these like different dates where they're like yeah this guy who I thought was my friend he got so mad because I went on a date with another guy and she and they're just like I don't know why we've always been friends like they've dated other people they've dated my friends why are they mad that I'm trying to see somebody else and it's because these fucking guys try to quote unquote are 
claim to be nice guys, but they're not. Any guy that is going to insult you or call you names or expect something out of you because you went on one date with them is not a nice guy. Yeah, people use the term nice way too loosely. There is a big difference between being nice and then the words good or kind. Good and kind are actual verbs. They're they're action Mm -hmm. verbs. They're actual things. They're actual sentiments that you give and project to other people when you're good to somebody or kind to somebody. And then in, in exchange, that can then turn into adjectives where a girl can refer to you or a guy can refer to you as, oh, he's a good guy or he's, he's very kind. Nice is more of a universal term that actually has, at least in the dating world, a little bit more of a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. You know, surveys show that nice equates to like being a pushover or a doormat. You know, somebody, one of those guys who are too nice. And you if know, a guy is self-proclaimed nice guy, run. Yeah, true. If he really believes that he is a, a, a nice guy, like I said, n- the word nice, it sounds all fluffy universally. But, fluffy. <laughs> yeah. But at least from the uh, psychological point of it, it, it is kind of a negativity, bec- uh, negative because the things that go with being nice is insecurity. It's mm-hmm. passive until they decide to become aggressive later on because they don't know how to how to deal with those emotions. And let me tell you, I know a lot about this because I used to be that guy. I was that guy that was quote unquote nice guy. No, no, no. (laughs) This is back in high school. And then probably like till about 2021, I was that guy that was too nice of a guy that thought the way to get a girl was to like swoon all over her and you had to buy the flowers and stayed in constant contact with her and that sort of something once you've already established a relationship it is that it could be too much way too soon and being nice that way does get you in the door but it's gonna turn old later you know getting into the door will turn you into the doormat if you continue (laughs) to use that so you know, I got dumped a lot and I got my feelings hurt a lot, you know, when I was Aww. in that era of being too nice of a guy. I know. Poor baby John. I know. <laughs> and so <laughs> one day I just sort of ha- like had an epiphany. I was like, now I know what I'm doing wrong. And I think what opened my eyes to it was the success I had at work. You know, at, at work, I kind of moved up through the ranks pretty quick. And the way I did that was by being assertive and aggressive. And, you know, the fire service is paramilitary. So you, as a leader, you kind of have to have an aggressive type A personality. And it worked for me. I achieved a lot of success by being that way. And I'm like, if it worked for me at work, it could work for me in dating and relationships. And so I stopped being that too nice of a guy and it ended up working for me. So believe me, I know what I'm talking about. And guys, don't take that as, oh, I'm going to be a fucking dick to these girls. That's not what he means. He means take a step back, stop being overly aggressive, nice, and slowly work it into it. And then when you actually establish a relationship, that's when you can start giving the flowers and being more chivalrous and all that jazz. Right. The opposite of being not a too nice guy isn't being a dick. There, There is 
daylight in between those two. <laughs> and that's the sweet spot. That's the spot that, that you, want. you guys need to find yourself in there. You know, if a great girl falls in a nice guy's lap, meaning this guy who's too nice met this awesome girl, he will still eventually fuck it up. You know, <laughs> even if she came to him, if she came to him and was like, ooh, he's good looking, he's successful, he's got a great job, he'll find a way to fuck it up with his too niceness. Yeah, and one of the things I saw with guys being, this is the quote-unquote nice guys, so like not the real actual nice guys, but like the ones that, like if a girl actually comes to him first, I know that in regards to like my dating friends right now, if the girl's like after a date, like, oh, I'm not really interested. It was nice meeting you. The guy starts fucking stalking them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is creepy. Well, again, because that's because they don't know how to handle rejection. They can't read the tea leaves that she's not into you. You know, Even if she's, if she's not into you. completely bold and be like, hey, I really appreciated the time we went out, but I don't really see this going forward. They will still pop up, like I said, yeah. and they will like see you when you're at work if they can and like oh nice to run into you at this very specific place that i knew you'd be at every single day at five o'clock yeah that's uh creepy yeah it's creepy and you're not doing yourself any favors she is not going to see that as oh he is being so assertive that i'm turned on by that you are going to get a restraining order <laughs> slapped on you pretty soon that's the next move so yep. don't be that guy don't you dare but you know being a nice guy, one of those too nice of guys, it's it's more tough now than it ever has been before for you guys because women are more strong and independent than ever in history today. Yes, girl, <laughs> work it. So guess what? They need men less and less. You know, way back when women had to find a guy for security purposes. You know, you wanted a guy who was successful, could take care of you, could take care of the eventual kids, and if he was kind of a dick later on. Well, that's the that's the hand that was dealt to you and you dealt with it because you needed that kind of security. Women need men less and less for that now. And so the bar is raised for <laughs> We actually want to find you for your personality? What? Yeah, they don't need you for your security or any of that shit anymore. They they want the one missing piece of the puzzle which is their their counterpoint. You know, the, the, the person who kind of, without sounding cheesy, the person that completes them. It's that oh, one. Oh, my gosh. Right. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, then I'm going to at least give you the tips on how to achieve it. Mm-hmm. You know, like alpha guys, the guys who aren't too nice, you know, that annoying too nice, they figured out what's good for them by experiencing bad things, right? Like the example I gave you is... I finally figured it out, but I had to go through a whole lot of bad experiences in order to do that. You know, they learn and they adapt, but nice guys, they tend not to learn from their mistakes. So it's like rinse and repeat cycle. You know, they <laughs> keep doing the same thing over and over again. How many times can you repeatedly punch yourself in the fucking face before the light bulb comes on? Right. And also to add on to that, if you're the quote unquote nice guy, like not the real nice guy, but like the one that claims he's a nice guy i noticed that he also likes to redirect he's like insanely good at redirecting have you noticed that yet oh yeah you mean like almost like projecting where they oh, yeah. yeah turn it's, it back on you yeah this is why i'm heartless this is why i haven't dated like this is all your fault yeah it's the guilt trip yeah 100 percent. and the other thing the one big thing that i always notice is they like to send dick pics 
the thing we said don't fucking do really they do it huh. and then when you're like um i didn't ask for that i didn't want that they get butt hurt and be like how dare you not appreciate this glorious picture <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could spend hours talking about dick pics. We actually did a whole episode on why not to not to send dick pics. So you guys should binge listen to our other episodes <laughs> and you'll come across that one. So, you know, Shay mentioned it a little while ago. In the beginning, the, the niceness is good. You know, that's what will get a girl interested, you know, because she believes that the guy is good and the guy is kind. But... Sooner or later, she's going to get sick of that, and she's going to label you as the too nice of a guy, and then you're going to turn into the doormat. So once you get in the door with the, the being kind and being good, you immediately have to pivot you know, and kind of change tactics. That doesn't mean you turn into a dick after the first date. It just means to pivot to put up a little bit more of a challenge. And when I say challenge, it's not – this whole thing isn't game playing. It's not – playing mind games and that sort of thing. But, you know, there's a reason why they call it the dating game. Other species of animals do the mating dance. It is a sort of a delicate dance that you have to do and you sort of have to play the mating game. That's what, you know, an old dating term was courting. That's Aww. what courting is. Back I don't mean in, in a cheesy, like, go ask your parents for permission to take her out for dinner. I mean, courting is like doing the dance. You know, she has her role in the whole thing. The guy has his role in the whole thing. And you do your little dance. And mm -hmm. part of the dance is the guy does have to put on a little bit of a challenge. Women are strong and they're very independent, but they do like a challenge. We do. We don't like things just directly handed to us. That's why a lot of women fall for those assholes. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we can change them. It's fine. Like, right. he'll fall in love with me and then be the best man I've ever met. That doesn't fucking happen first off. So what really needs to happen is, A, yes, be nice in general, but don't be overly nice, like John said. Don't text us every single second of every day because we're going to get sick of you. We are. No matter how awesome a person you are, we don't need that. As much as we say we want that, we don't. Yeah. Like, we will get sick of you real quick. So overall, be nice in the beginning, but don't be overly nice. And then once you start seeing them, once you start dating, then you can really amp up the flowers and amp up on the chivalry and whatnot. Yeah, sure. But don't do it beforehand because girls just, it's like toys. Just, all right, this one's done. Throw it out. <laughs> yeah, because there's no challenge. And when I mean challenge, you know, like Shay said, doesn't mean turn into an asshole or a dick. You know, there's that old phrase that, that women love assholes. That's not entirely true. There, Maybe in the old days. Right. They, like, they sort of like the challenge and mystery that an asshole presents, but they don't actually like the asshole-ish behavior like standing her up or being rude or kicking her out of the car if they get in an argument you know that's right. not the type of asshole we're talking about know what is great with nice guys communication <laughs> like women no matter what if you can communicate your feelings effectively not saying like i love you on the first date but if you're like hey just so you know this kind of frustrated me on this day can we just fix that you have no idea. That makes us wet instantly. <laughs> yeah. Those, those guys are overly emotional. And so, you know, they may feel comfortable 
talking about their emotions if they think they have a welcome audience, a, a woman who is very cool with hearing what he has to say about that. But but not in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do that in the beginning. No, you're going to spook her. You're going to scare her away. And, you know, often these guys, these guys who are too nice of guys who end up turning into a doormat, they can tell they're being walked on, but they don't call the girl out on her behavior because they're so afraid of confrontation. So yeah, and they're afraid they're going to lose her, which is like, guys, right. if, if a girl gets pissed because you tell her to stop walking all over you, she is not the girl for you. There are women that will take advantage of you. Women are bitches. So right. You got to stand up for yourself. You think she's going to be mad, but she's actually going to respect you because you have some balls and you stood up for yourself. So definitely don't move too fast. Like what Shay said, you know, the whole mating dance, the whole dating thing. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Nope. You know, what's your hurry? Pump the brakes, killer. <laughs> like we get it. You guys like each other. This actually is a cool girl. You can have a conversation with her. She doesn't just talk about shopping all the time. Like we get it. You're excited. But don't get so excited where you scare her off because that's the last thing you want. Right. So we definitely sounded like the whole thing is negative surrounding the nice guy thing. You know, Shay talked about guys who are fake nice and they end up turning into dicks. I talked about nice guys who are too nice and they ended up or they end up getting walked on. But it actually isn't all negative. There is some good news to it. And we kind of hit on it already. Being nice is a good start. It's a good foundation to build off of. And we as women appreciate someone being nice because honestly, there's so many fucking assholes and ghosters and tool bags out there <laughs> that tool like bags. to have <laughs> to have that like breath of fresh air of actually like just being nice. Like, yeah, maybe on the first date, bring us flowers. That's great. Awesome. But like, don't keep doing it for every single fucking date. And like, you're coming over to my house, so you bring me flowers. What? No. So just be gentle with the niceness. Right. So use that foundation of being kind and convert that instinct to doing good things without being overbearing. The idea is good of those nice things that you want to do. It's just that your execution is bad. Yeah. And... If you're one of those quote-unquote nice guys, the self-proclaimed nice guys, get your shit together. Boost your self-esteem a little bit. Stop being so insecure. Fuck. Right. You have to see that in all women's craziness and their nastiness <laughs> and the drama that comes with them Jesus. is that they're not the enemy. And, you know, your over-aggressiveness towards them when they don't give you what you think is a fair exchange for the treatment that you think should be rewarded that you're giving them, then you can't lash out at them and be angry as if they are the enemy. Right. And guys, like if a girl doesn't like you, okay, guess what? There's a shit ton of other girls out in this world. Get over it. Right. You don't need to call a girl a bitch or a cunt or a slut just because she doesn't like you. Yeah. Like she had the audacity to not be into your sexness. Sorry, we don't like your dick pics. <laughs> or your dick pics. <laughs> Just remember, the number one attractor, and this is for both se sexes, the number one attractor is mystery. Don't let her figure you out, guys, 100%. That's not playing games. That is 
the challenge. Always let her feel like there's more about you she wants to learn. Mm-hmm. If she feels one day like she knows everything about you and she can predict the words that are coming out of your mouth before you even say them, guess what? Exit papers are imminent. <laughs> That's not 100% true. Like, I think the biggest thing is spontaneity. Like, surprising, spontaneity. Like, if you're married for 27 years, I don't think there's very much more to learn about the person. Right. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's a form of mystery. She didn't expect it. You know, it was like, where did that come from? If you like poll married people, they will tell you they know everything that their spouse is going to do almost every minute of the day. People, you know, I have my routines now with the way I live from the minute you wake up in the morning, you know, you have a lot of routines and women do the same thing. Well, married couples... Imagine witnessing having a front row seat to those routines day in and day out for your entire life. And then now think of like doing something they didn't expect that's exciting and stuff. Talk about getting them wet. That's a way to do it. Yep, I agree. Spontaneity is key. Always keep dating. Be a challenge. And and women especially like the chase. Women like to be chased. We do. We crave it. (laughs) Right. Not in an unhealthy way. Like, again, she's going to go to court to get a (laughs) restraining order order against you. Okay. But it's more like doing the mating dance. Letting her know that you're interested, but not overburdeningly so. That's not a word, but I just made it up. Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) Don't be predictable. Okay, Use that technique I talked about before, which is push-pull, which means... Show her that you're interested, but then pull back just a little bit to get her to be like, oh, you know, is he into me? Is he not into me? And then push a little bit to show her that you're interested, but then pull back the reins a little bit again. And that's how you do the dating dance. (laughs) Well, here, I'll throw it at you, Shay. So let's say you meet two guys, two separate guys. Mm -hmm. They're equally attractive. They're equally as successful. They make the same amount of money. They both have the exact same thing going for them. Okay. Okay. So your level of interest is the same for both starting off. Okay. One calls you periodically, keeps you guessing a little bit, calls you, seems genuinely interested in you and how your day was and that sort of thing. Maybe sends you a flirty text like in the morning, like, hey, but then he hasn't asked you out for that second date just yet, but still shows a little bit of interest, not in a flaky way, you know, but you're like, hmm, makes you wonder, hmm, you know, what's up with this guy? And then... The second guy, just as equal as the other one, he's calling you constantly. He sends you flowers after the first date, even though it wasn't, you know, fireworks and trumpets blaring kind of first date. And he texts you constantly with stupid shit, sends you like suggestive memes, you know, and which of those two guys are you going to be more interested in, at least initially? Well, it... I guess it also depends because it's like, yeah, they're all, they're both on the same level, whatever, but you, you, no girl likes a guy overbearing. Yeah. No one ever that I know of in the history of my friends and me dating, nobody likes a guy that's overbearing. So if that's the case, definitely not going to happen. Yeah. But like, like we said before, we want someone who's periodically checking in on us, but we also like. If he didn't text me for a second date and it was an awesome date and all he was doing is texting, I would think that he's just fucking playing. So I'd be like, hey, I had a really good time. I would actually take initiative. I'd be like, hey, I had a really good time on our first date. I would like to see you again. Yeah. Whenever you're free, like something like that. Yeah, no, that and that's awesome. But you've kind of answered the question because, you know, the second guy 
was just a little bit overbearing and you said, you know, that's not something that you're totally down with. Nope. Girls don't like overbearing. Sorry, guys. All right. And so, you know, women say they, they want a nice guy, but they really don't mean it. Not in that context. You know, women are the heavyweight champions of the world at saying one thing and meeting another. Ever ask a girl if she's okay when she's obviously pissed at you? What's her answer going to be when you ask her if she's okay? I'm fine. <laughs> exactly right. When you know she's not fine, nothing is fine at that point if you get that answer. It's a really good thing we're cute. Right. So what women are saying is they, they want guys who are kind, who are good to them, that sort of thing, but just aren't overbearingly nice. Don't be that too nice of a guy. I agree. And don't be the guy who you know, lashes out at the girl. Yeah, and, don't be a self-proclaimed nice guy either, guys. Right, that when your niceness doesn't work, you turn into a Jekyll and Hyde where suddenly, you know, the monster comes out and <laughs> you reinforced her reasoning why she wasn't interested in you to begin with. Yeah, guys, so just pump the brakes, please. And girls don't need a friend that's only there because they want something out of you, whether it be a relationship or sex or both. Like, if you're actually going to be a friend, be a friend and be happy for the girl, no right. matter what she decides. Yeah, true friendship, even if it's like a casual sex friendship or a true just friendship, those are only legit if they're unconditional. If sex happens, then hey, that's great, but it shouldn't be a condition of the no. friendship. And like, you shouldn't bring us candy just because you're expecting sex. Like, that, that's not a trade-off, guys. Sorry. Right. Sex and candy. Isn't that a song? I probably wouldn't know. It's too old for me. Ah, <laughs> it's not that old. <laughs> All right. And that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram under the username The Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating. Cinco estrellas. <laughs> and I'm your co host. Shay Kilmer, and you can find me on Instagram at Truly Shay. That's T R U L Y S H A Y. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas, send them our way. And remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, and that includes iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shay. That's K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. And make sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Believe Network, like for you San Diego Padres fans, the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast. Boy, that's hard to say. <laughs> where host Ryan Hart fills you in on all the big league up and comers on the Padres. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. And remember, sex sells. So advertise with us and you definitely won't regret it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe... Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.